Welcome to Ball Court. I'm Coach Drew. We got an amazing show. Stick around. I have a couple coaches talking political. I have everybody. I have everybody out here. Big man. As well as we got certain things. We got the girls. They're now in the game. Stick around right here on Ball Court. Welcome back to Ball Court. I'm Coach Ruth. This is the world of basketball. I want to get started with our first story. I kind of want to jump right into it because this is not a story that I'm actually excited about reporting, but it is a story that has to be reported. This was a story about here uh, about Ben Simmons. As we all heard over the weekend, Ben felt that he was singled out when uh, attending a Melbourne, Australia casino. Right now, at the time during he was at the casino, he was actually approached and asked to uh, present ID in order to get into the casino. And he stated that all of the uh, black friends that he was with within his group were asked to present that ID. Now, the uh, white member of that group at that time was not presented or not asked to present that ID. Now, in a in also in a uh, comeback statement, the casino stated that as part of their normal standard regular procedures that they actually carry out, anyone under the age of twenty five must be ID in order to get in. Ben Simmons, as we know, is twenty three years old. Now he stated that you know he felt that he was singled out due to uh, his race. But, of course, the casino stated that that was not the case or never have been the case. They did present their ID finally, and all members of the party were able to go ahead and enter. Now, he posted uh, a video on... uh, He posted a video on Twitter that he had deleted um, on Tuesday... Uh, and it was stating how he felt uh, He felt like he was being singled out. Now, in this time that we actually live in, and at this juncture of society, these are the things that we have to really look out for. Now, in that case, in the case of that nature, where uh, you are IDing, regardless of the policy of the age, you don't know one's age just by looking at them. So I felt they should have ID'd everyone in the party. So I understand clearly where Ben is coming from. But like they stated, these are their procedures that they have in place. So uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, you know give them the benefit of the doubt that the casino was in no harm. Um, ben Simmons has since deleted the tweet. And the casino, I heard that he was actually staying at that casino during the time that he was in Melbourne. And as you know, that he is preparing at this time to play in that FIBA World Cup uh, exhibition game against the United States. Moving on, in other news, I want to go ahead and take out a personal shout-out to the two greatest political minds that stands on the sidelines of the NBA courts. Yes, Greg Popovich, the always 
outspoken Greg Popovich and uh, steadily outspoken protege Steve Kerr has uh, once again spoke up where they have needed to. Over the weekend, if we all remember, sitting, quivering in fear as we heard on, the, on our radios, on our televisions, that there has been yet another mass shooting taking place. One in Gil- Gilroy, California, and another in El Paso, Texas. These senseless acts of violence have taken many, many lives, even one of a young six-year-old at a garden festival. These acts of cowardice, they really think they're striking fear, is only showing that they're scared themselves. But Steve Kerr, in great fashion of being Steve Kerr, did not back down and made sure that his words were heard for the politicians. He stated, when you have 90% of the people in the country who want background checks and the Senate not only not vote on it, not only will pass on it, won't even vote on it because Mitch McConnell won't allow them to vote on it because the NRA has a has bought him off, then you got a problem. And Kerr being assistant coach for Team USA was the first one to speak out about it. But Popovich also added, I'd be a lot I'd feel a lot better if the people in power got off their asses and got something done in a lot of different areas. I think they're on vacation right now. And in true Popovich fashion, he tried to make light of the situation. But it is time for our government to step up. It is time for our political leaders to step up and changes need to be made. There's no much, not much more life that's left to be lost. We've lost children in school. We've lost children at play. We've lost children on their birthdays celebrating at a garden festival. When will the time take place? Time is now. Change is needed. Next, in our weekly subscription of Everybody Hates Braun, we now have a brand new story of now somebody else brand new that's attacking LeBron. See, because the NBA went after LeBron, couldn't do it. Reporters, they went after LeBron, couldn't do it. They saw LeBron Duncan in the AAU game giving the crowd exactly what they wanted to see. And every person on Twitter lined up to comment to go against LeBron. They couldn't do it. But guess who his new challenger is? It is now the NC2A. Yes. The NC2A has actually came up with a new rule that's going to allow players to actually sign with agents. I know you're thinking this is amazing. Why will LeBron be upset about this? Why is this a bad thing? Okay. Let's go ahead and take a look at this brand new rule for them to sign with agents. Now, I want you to keep in mind who LeBron's agent is. I want you to keep in mind who LeBron's friends are and how close he keeps his friends and how he proves on every different occasion, like on More Than an Athlete, on different interviews that he may have on television, even on ESPN's The Boardroom, he proves that his friends will always be by his side. Now, here goes the criteria of this 
brand new phenomenal deal where the NC2A kid can now sign with an agent. Let's take a look. They have to be certified with the NBPA. That's the Agents Association for the NBA. For a minimum of three years. That's good. That's I feel that's 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 good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, they have to take an in-person exam at the NC2A office in Indiana. That should be required. You don't want anything fraudulent. You don't want anybody cheating, giving any answers. You don't want them looking it up on Google. Man, half the time you do those quizzes in the restaurants, people are trying to Google the answer before just so they can win a free soda. Come on, for real? It's two seventy nine. Anyway, but they don't want that, so I can understand that. But here's where it gets tricky. Now, this rule is, is that in order to go ahead and represent a, an athlete in the NC2A and still have them remain with their eligibility, the agent must have a bachelor's degree. Now, we all know what is the, who's the most powerful agent in the league right now. And that's Rich Paul. Now, they're trying to go ahead and circumvent their power to make sure that the younger talent that are entering the NC2A that is looking for an agent cannot sign with Rich Paul. It sounds like a great idea. But LeBron felt otherwise. As, as well as a lot of us, we all felt like there's, just, there's something shady going on about this. And he came out on Twitter and pretty much said it. He said, listen, you know, it's like, they big mad. You know, it's pretty much the Rich Paul really. And yes, NBA and NC2A is big mad right now. That Rich Paul is have his hands on all of the players that are upcoming as well as the king himself. Signed with Anthony Davis as one of his big name clients. Ben Simmons is one of his big name clients. And, of course, the great LeBron James is one of his big name clients. How could you stop this powerhouse that we know as Rich Paul and Clutch Sports from where they're going at this time? The thing is to try and cut them off at the youth. Well, we'll see how this plays out for the NC2A and LeBron. I'm definitely going to go ahead and keep y'all posted from week to week and let you know how this is going. But right now, LeBron's not mad, but he knows that they are. But he definitely slams the NC2A for this because this is kind of a low blow and it is directly aimed at LeBron and as uh, they, as the other coaches will say or probably they say behind closed doors, LeBron and his posse. But I'll let you know, that posse is now have grown to be one of the pretty much the strongest conglomerate in sports right now. So, you should be worried. You should be afraid. Alright? Next, I want to go on to the next thing. I want to just touch base on what Kevin Durant has stated. Yes, there's, there's words going around stating that the Warriors pushed Kevin Durant into playing in that game where he hurt his Achilles. Being a basketball player myself, I know for a fact that that cannot be the case because nobody's going to tell me to go play basketball. 
I wake up every morning and have that desire to go play basketball. And of course, Kevin Durant, following suit of every other basketball player, has stated that that claim is false. It is 100% false. He said that the Warriors had no blame in what took place. As a matter of fact, he vehemently denied it. He said, hell no. Not just no. Hell no. That they had no they had no part in it. He heard that the Warriors pressured him or pressured me into getting back. Nobody never said a word to me during rehab. And I was coming and I was coming back. It was only me and Rick working out every day. Every single day they were working out. Just Rick, just K D. So who was pressuring him? I know it wasn't his trainer. Because his trainer is going to want the best for you. I know who is pressuring him. The same person who bullies me. Myself. The same person who wakes me up 4 o'clock in the morning when I went to bed at 3. Myself. You have to understand. He is a basketball player. He knew he was out. He knew he was gone. But as a basketball player, you have a job to do. And your job is to play ball. He went out there, he gave it a go, he didn't think he could get injured any further. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm starting to believe now what the Warriors reports were at that time, that he couldn't have been injured any further, so he went out there and he did what he had to do. But the basketball gods have actually turned on him. Alright, I want I want y'all to stick around with me, because I got a couple other things that I want to touch base on. A possible big three in LA? Stick around. Right here on Ball Court. Welcome back to Ball Court. I'm Coach Rook, and this is the world of basketball. First, I have, I know I'm. Every time I come back for the break, you know I'm ready to jump into women's basketball and start talking about WNBA and everything that's popping there. But before I go ahead and do that, before I do that, I have to talk about the Lakers possibly having a big three. You heard it here first. Yes, the Lakers are possibly going to have a big three. I'm waiting for y'all to stop applauding. Okay, so Kyle Kuzma. Yes, stated that he possibly could be um, L.A.'s third star. See, he said he's capable of being L.A.'s third star. Bringing to them a big three. See, he doesn't feel no pressure, stated Kyle Kuzma, but he does believe that he is capable of being a superstar. With the way that he's been training this offseason, from what I've been seeing in the videos, and his improvement last season and every season since he's got into the league, or pretty much last season and the prior season, he's shown right then and there he possibly does have what it takes to go all the way. Now, I know that he does work with Kobe, so he's going to probably have a couple new moves, and with his work ethic, he's going to definitely put that into play. Now, the question, can he be that third star that LA is looking for? Can he be that that one piece that was missing to get it back to the Showtime Lakers. We will have to see. And I'm definitely one that is going to look forward to that. Next topic I want to talk about is, of course, 
the heat lifer, literally the heat lifer, Udonis Hasna. He has been with the heat pretty much, I guess, since the inception. He is 39 years old at this point in time, and he's coming back for his 17th season. Yes, he signed for $2.6 million, actually just a little bit short of $2.6 million, which is the veteran's minimum that he signed for, and he is going to be out there balling, bringing one more piece to the heat than they need. Now, here's the good points about it, and I'm going to tell you the bad points about it. The bad points is, last year, Udonis Haslam was looking a step slow. Hopefully this season he could uh, be fit, be ready. I know that it's going to be a tough season. He's going to have a lot to contend with. But I'm hoping that his legs doesn't look like it did last year where it actually looked like he was 39. Now, here goes the good part of this deal. Now, Jimmy Butler is just coming over to the Heat. And you have this guy here who has the culture. He's been a Heat lifer. He's been with the Heat organization for his entire career. So he will help Jimmy Butler transition into that culture to keep that culture going. I call it, it's kind of like the Greg Popovich effect. What they did in San Antonio where they keep somebody around that has the culture to carry along the culture while the new people learn and adjust. I find it to be a great tool that they're going to have, and that's going to keep a great locker room presence. Now, that's the bonus, and that's the plus of getting Udonis Haslam. Now, being a coach myself, I say that this is a presence that you need in your locker room. He did not just, they did not just sign another player. What Spolstra did was pretty much activate another assistant coach. That's going to be out there on the floor with them, as well as in the locker room with them, and in the practice, on the practice courts with them. And I definitely applaud them for doing this. And that is my good points about that trade. No, not that trade, that uh, signing. I'm glad he stuck around, though. I definitely am. Definitely am. Now, that, now to the ladies. Yes, you've been hearing correctly. All day the buzz has been going on. I'm excited about it. My daughters are excited about it. I believe your daughters are excited about it. Your daughters are excited about it. Everybody's happy right now. You heard it correctly. Yes, on 2K20, it will feature all 12 WNBA teams. And I am super excited. I saw that video this morning with, uh, with Brianna Stewart and, and Candace Parker, and I was like, this is really happening. I'm watching the highlights of it, and they're beasting out there. They're shooting from the three-point line. Brittany Bryan is dunking. I am super excited about this. Here's a couple takeaways that I have from it, though. I do have certain things that is funny to me. Brianna Stewart, Stewie, from UConn, and also playing with the Seattle Storm, one of the dominating pieces over there. And she is coming in with a 95 rating for 2K. Why this strikes me funny is because Lonzo Ball, actually, his rating has actually dropped this year from an 80 rating in 2K to a 79 rating. So, maybe this is an opportunity to kind of work with Brianna uh, Stewart and see what she's doing over there. Get your rating up a little bit, bro. Get your rating up. I'm just like, 
<laughs> but that's how it works, you know. She got a higher rating. But I'm super excited about this. I, I for one, I'm going to be excited about playing with the Las Vegas Aces because Liz Cambage is going to be on there dominating. I'm going to have Asia Wilson on there. I'm going to be shooting with Kelly McBride from half court. So I'm going to tell you right now, I don't care who you pick. I don't care NBA or WNBA team. I don't care who you pick. I got my squad. And I'm going to run y'all off of the court. I'm going to run you off the court with my squad. I'll tell you the truth. Vegas all the way. Vegas strong over here. You know? Now, I do want to get into With all the smiles and everything and some big news that's taking place for the WNBA, I do want to get into a topic that if you've been watching my Instagram and following my uh, Facebook, you've heard that there have been topics or, or talks going on about this topic. It is a wage disparity in the WNBA. This, this topic is near and dear to my heart. We're having three girls that play basketball telling me that in order for them to go pro, they may have to go overseas, and they want, to be able, they want me to be able to watch them play on a regular basis. It's sad that a lot of our greatest players actually make most of their money playing overseas, or they make their money in advertising or realms outside of the game of basketball. I understand what people say that the revenue is not the same. But I also understand that the share of the revenue is not the same as well. Hence the reason why that uh, they will be going back into talks and discussing the current CBA to hopefully make some changes for the new one. It's never been a, ever a talk about the WNBA's CBA policy, but I think it is time that they do start having those talks. These ladies need to take a bigger share of the pot. They need to take. They need to get more revenue coming in, and I feel that with the NBA being the overseers of the league, they do have that power to do so. Yes, 2K20 is a first step. It's a great step at that because this is definitely going to generate some revenue. This is definitely going to generate some. Uh, this is definitely going to generate some uh, shirt sales and jersey sales, but. The thing is, the major media contracts, there are people who want to watch. There are people who are clamoring to watch. But there are so few outlets in which we have to watch it. Just last week, I reported on NBL getting their own television deal. And the reason that they're getting a television deal at this moment in time is they got some young talent coming on board. It is time that we start taking a look at this talent that we have in the WNBA and start sharing some of that wealth. Because if I feel that you could get, you know, like the strongman competition on television, we could find a way to get a lot more WNBA games on television and allow us to be able to see some of that content. Maybe I'm just speaking from the hands of a basketball junkie. Maybe I don't know any better. Who, who's to say? But when you have the entire WNBA making $11.95 million and you have Solomon Hill, Solomon Hill making $13.29 million, that's a problem. Steph Curry stands to make three times the entire WNBA salary. That is a huge problem. And it's not just the fact that he can shoot from the tunnel. Let's be honest here. So can Diana Taurasi. 
It's not, be, it's not just for the fact that he can handle the ball. So can Kelsey Plum. It's for the fact of the matter that he that he's playing a sport in a genre that is dominated by men, for men. And so the, the men's dollars goes to the men's sport. It's a sad thing. But in reality, we need to spread that money around because our daughters are watching what we men are doing. And let me ask you, are you going to be able to look them in the face and justify your actions? Just a question. But on the last note before I get out of here, not before I get out of here, before I kill this segment because I know the ladies are killing it, I got to give a shout out to Brittany Griner. She went complete beast mode, doing something that has never been done in the WNBA, in a regular season game or a playoff game. She went out completely beast mode, dropping 26 points. Nine rebounds, eight assists, four blocks. I'm talking, that's dominating the game. She went 1997 Shaquille O'Neal in that game. And that was a beautiful thing to watch. And the people who didn't get to see it, call your local cable provider. It's their fault. Get those contracts for these ladies. You could have seen, uh, you could have seen an event like this. this is a, that was an amazing thing to watch. These are the things that we're talking about. I'm telling you. But I want you to stick around. You know, I'm going to go get me some chamomile tea, get me a sweater, and cozy up and calm down a little bit. I want you to stick around right here on Ball Court. I'm Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball, and what a beautiful world it is. Welcome back to Ball Court. I'm Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball. Now, I always like to take you on another journey, come up with something brand new for us. Now, today, we're going to go ahead and take a look at some of these tournaments that have ended the season. This has been a great tournament season if you're into AAU basketball or if you're into the camps. And this is when things happen. Now, for the younger people, one of the biggest tournaments of the season is the Junior NBA Global Champion. And it was a beautiful championship out there. These young ballers were balling. I'm talking, if you take a look here, look at that crossover. Whew, lost her step. I'm telling you, it was absolutely amazing. Look at these girls. They were doing some phenomenal things. But let's not stop there. Take a look at this clip. Look at Monique Carter. I'm talking with three points. Four seconds left on the clock. Decided that she's going to call a game from half court. They say she's under 13. Not even in high school yet. This is what they're doing in middle school. Wow, Monique. Wow. They tied the game up. You tied. You changed that real quick. Calling game. Then flexing after. Big move on your part. Now, I also want to talk about the tournament. Yes. Do you know the basketball tournament? This is one of the greatest tournaments that happens all summer long because we all know at the end the purse is $2 million. And for the last five years, Overseas Elite has been in the championship and they have won. And guess what? This year, Overseas Elite was once again in the championship and they were playing against Carmen's crew. But things was different this year. Carmen's crew had a brand new idea for them. With a brand new vibe. Yes. 
Carmen's crew edged out overseas elite, stopping them, stopping that five-year streak. They did not take home that two million. I know they had already planned on what they were spending it, but right now Carmen's crew has split up two million dollars, and they are spending it amongst them. Congratulations! It was a seventy-one to sixty-eight victory. Another close game to end another big championship for the summer. Man, tell me. Summer was crazy. Everything was going on. Things didn't stop there. NBL has some big news and big things that are taking place. Yes, everybody, the snakes are on the move. The carriers tapings, they are making some big moves this year. First, they're going to go ahead and strengthen up their front court by re-signing Nate Jawai. Yes, he's back in that orange family again, pushing those big numbers, bumping bodies around. And if you think, just by getting a big body that the tapings are going to be able to go against the Hawks this year, that you are sadly mistaken. So they went out and got themselves their own great transplant, bringing it right out of the United States. They got Cam Oliver, plays for Nevada. Yep, you guessed it, University of Nevada right here. And not in Las Vegas, but he did play for Nevada, all right? He's also signed with the uh, Karens, uh, the Karens, and uh, at the Tapins. They're going to be playing this season together, side by side. It's going to be explosive because he's also a high flyer, great shooter. Actually, coming out of uh, California, San Diego area, he's one of the better shooters out of there, and he's going to make a splash. Made a great splash for himself in the G League. He's going to make a bigger splash over there in the NBL, and now. With that broadcast deal, we will be watching. So all of the great players, you better show out. Everybody will be watching, even us right here. Yes, yes, yes. And some, also some international news. I know you know about this. It's happening right here in Vegas. Yep, the USA basketball men's team has met, and they're putting together a great squad. They're putting together some teams that everybody's trying out. They're practicing. Pop is excited about it. Yes, the, the man himself, he's making comments, talking to the media. Not even in Greg Popovich fashion. He's actually talking and how complimentary he is about the team. You know, he's very excited. He said the team is very upbeat. Um, actually, they had a, they had a little uh, practice and a game after their um, – after after the summer, and he was, he stated that he was very impressed with the group. His quote itself, very impressed with the group. So this is something that we want to look forward to, and that actually rolls me in to my next segment. It actually ties into this great team. If you know that this is a time of year, basketball fans, where the mythical creatures come about. And then the beautiful art of basketball is discovered once again. And yes, it is that time of year to see Olympic Mellow. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Everybody, run go get your hoodies. Yes, Carmelo Anthony has requested to play with the USA men's team. And this brings us to our next segment and our next installment of Shady or genius? Is it shady or is it genius? What took place with Carmelo Anthony? 
Though Carmelo Anthony has requested to go ahead and play with the USA men's team, the USA men's team has actually had told him thanks, but no thanks. Um, they said that they're going to be moving on from Carmelo, even though he has made some great contributions to the Olympic team. You know, a three-time Olympian doing some big things during that time. They said it is now time to move on. They said, but for where we are and what we're trying to do, it would conceivably be a distraction to go ahead and add Carmelo at this time, stated Colangelo. Um, I 100% agree. I think that right now, with Carmelo trying to reestablish himself, it will take a lot of attention away from what's actually going on within those within that facility over there at UNLV. Uh, I feel that those cameras are going to be there asking questions about what's going to take place with Carmelo's future. And Carmelo, I feel, does not need to be playing USA basketball. He does need to be playing basketball, though. He needs to be playing NBA basketball for somebody's roster. Right now, at where he's at right now, I would say 60 to 70% of the league is actually in his rear view. He can dominate anywhere, and I can tell you right now, he can actually at least fit into a second rotation on any NBA team. But I'd love to see where it takes place. But I think it was kind of shady of uh, Colangelo to go ahead and uh, bring this information up. Even though he made the request, he could have uh, quietly stated that maybe no, nothing no, but I don't think he should have brought it up to the public eye. That was kind of put the bad light on Carmelo. But hopefully, I definitely do hope that he finds a spot. Or it could be genius because if Anybody has a heart, they're probably feeling the same way I'm feeling right now about this situation. And if those hearts are the people who signs the checks over there in the NBA, in those NBA boardrooms and in the NBA facilities, then hopefully they could get them a job. I'm telling you, everybody needs a shooter coming off the bench. Think about it. Clay Thompson's coming back from an injury. I know you have Nick Young, but why not one more shooter and you can grab rebounds? I'm just saying. Just something to go ahead and look at. All right? Well, I do want you to stick with me. We're going to be back to, to go ahead and hit one of my, another one of my favorite segments. Yeah, I got some new sneakers coming out. Yeah. Stick around with me right here on Ball Court. I'm Coach Drew. Coach Drew, and I have some great news because this is my favorite segment. It's called Let's Kick It. Let's Kick It. Yeah. Welcome to Let's Kick It. So, what we're going to do here is talk about some of the newest sneakers that we're going to be looking out for. Now, I know on Let's Kick It, I usually just do three sneakers, but today we got some special guests that we're going to be doing this for, so we're going for a total of four. I'm going to leave it up to them to decide what we're going to do next. So, first, we got the Air Jordan 4 FIBA. Ooh, World Cup edition. Look at those. See that red? Ooh. Those are going to be fire. It's coming out actually September 1st. 
something that you want to look forward to. I'm looking forward to it personally. I don't know what it is about about the Jordans. I just like them in red. But I think that that one right there is the FIBA World Cup. If you was just watching that last segment, it was in the last segment. You heard me talking about the FIBA World Cup. It just tied in real perfectly. I think that's going to be one that is definitely one to look for. Next. Yes. You know me. I always got to drop a collection. I always, we always got to talk about a collection. Every time I say, all right, cool, I'm going to do a sneaker thing, I always talk about at least one collection. Last time it was a SpongeBob collection, you remember. And today's the day. I know, go, go get them. Go get them. Yes. But I have a new collection, so stop. Wait, wait, wait. Don't leave yet. Before you leave, check out this one. Nike, Nike Basketball has now come out with the Academy collection. Yes. You have Greek Freak's shoe. You have, um, you're going to have Kobe's shoe. You're going to have LeBron, and I'm, I'm sorry, not LeBron, Kyrie's shoe. And, of course, you're going to have KD's shoe. All of them in the Academy colors. Take a look at these. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me go back to the, that one. Yeah, Giannis. Yeah, that Greek Freak one looks great. You see that orange? See how it pops out? And look at the detail. Look at the detail in the Kyrie's. I'm telling you, those are going to be quality. Quality right there. I'm telling you that right there, right now, you should at least be looking at having five Kyrie Irving shoes in your closet by October. But the reason we are all here, the reason we gathered here, is for the shoe. Not a shoe. The shoe. Yes. The reason why I'm speaking like this right now because the Black Mamba has released the Kobe AD next. Yeah. These are the most futuristic, flyest shoes you will ever see. Look at how sleek it looks. It's like, it, it, it reminds me, it reminds me of the DeLorean. The first time I saw it. Back in the 80s. Trust me, it looks sleek back then. You were not around. You don't know any better. It looks sweet. Believe me when I tell you. But that's that's what it looks like. Boys and girls, take a look at this. Look at that back heel. Uh, look at that undersole. That rainbow that rainbow sole on it. Man, see? That's going to be fire. Those are going to be hard to play in. Those are going to be hard to play in. Those are too pretty to play in. But on the flip side, because we're no longer talking about pretty shoes, we're going to talk about Gordon Hayward's signature shoe. Or I like to call them the Kmart 11s. <laughs> the Sears 23s, you know? The, 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 grand, the grandpa. Oh, or better yet, the Marshalls half-off 20s. <laughs> The Ross Clarence. These are horrible looking shoes. I wouldn't buy these shoes to cut grass. I kid you not. And look at the Christmas shoe. The Christmas shoe is like an ugly Christmas sweater on a shoe. So, not only could you be obnoxious to wear the ugly Christmas sweater, you can now have the matching shoe too. What were you thinking? I understand, Gordon, you was focused on coming back. Know, that leg injury was a tough injury. But I know during that rehab with that leg injury, they allowed you to try on shoes or actually do concepts of shoes. 
it wasn't that bad. You were allowed to try on a shoe. You cannot tell me you actually saw the final product and you said, hey, you know what? I'm going to give it my thumbs up. What were you thinking? Actually, actually, hold on, hold on, hold on. One of them do look kind of good. And that's, and that's pretty much, I'm thinking that's going to be the one that you're playing. The green and black one. That one looks, that little looks pretty okay, but that pink one is atrocious. It's the worst looking pink. I don't know why you picked that pink. I, when you, when, did you think, hey, Pepto-Bismol, yeah, that would look like a good shoe color. And then the Christmas, oh, anyway. That was let's kick it for this segment. And, hey, I really enjoyed being with y'all during this segment. Come check me out. Stick around for the rest of the show right here on Ball Court. Welcome back to Ball Court, and this is World of Basketball. As your guy, Coach Drew, I have to bring you some coaching tips. This coaching tip today is going to be the baseline jump shot. This is one of the most important shots outside of the free throw and layup, I find it to be. It's a nice short shot, that if you shoot it correctly and you practice it correctly, you will always have that as an opportunity. It's a great fail-safe shot. Let's take a look at our drill today. Yes, the way we start out the drill, you're just going to go ahead and pick a side. I usually start off on the right side. All right, you hit your shot, you get the ball, you get your own rebound, you make a dribble move, turn, shoot. The object of this is that you want to be able to release the ball high as a defender would be making, the, making an attempt to block your shot. You also want to make sure that the shot is going high because the trajectory that you want to see. You want to go up and then drop right in. Up and then drop right in. It's pretty much going to be a rainbow fashion. The object of this is so it doesn't fly too far going over. This is the concept I want you to look at during the time of this drill. If you want to look at it as a bucket of water. You do not want to shoot the water from the side of the bucket because there's a possibility it will miss the bucket. And here in the desert, water is very valuable. So each drop must drop directly into the center of the bucket. And that is our baseline shooting drill. Continue this reps. I like to do 20 each side. Make sure you get the feel of it and make sure you have the understanding. The first thing is, is that you have to work on yourself to be better. It's not the person that is born with the gifts that becomes a star, but it's the person who works with what they were born with that becomes a champion. And I am Coach Drew. I definitely want to thank you for sticking around with me once again on this episode of Ball Court. I want to thank CWN Sports, and I definitely go ahead and check us out on our channel. As well, as I want, to, want you to go ahead and follow me at Ball Court World on Instagram. Or you can follow me at DrewCoach43 at Instagram. And now, you can go ahead and check out certain segments. Pick out your favorite clips right there on our YouTube channel. Search us. Just search Ball Court. You'll see my pretty face and you'll hear my pretty voice. Right here, this is the world of basketball. Thank you once again, and I am Coach Drew.